Well, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, and I think a lot of times we're always just thankful. Oh, I'm so thankful for my house or my kids, or I'm thankful for these things, and those are great things, but there's plenty of other things to be thankful for. And I'm going to start off with two quotes here for you. And I'm going to use my favorite word in the Bible. It's prosperity. Because a lot of people, when they see the word prosperity, or hear the word prosperity out of a preacher's mouth, they immediately shut down and say, oh, that's going to be a bad message. If I started preaching about how awesome poverty was, how many people are going to listen to me? The Bible is full of stories about finances and money and wealth and success and being prosperous. Just read it. Some of the richest people that ever lived were in the Bible. And so true prosperity is the ability to use the power of God to meet the needs of mankind. I read that from Kenneth Copeland one day. Another quote, put your trust in Jesus and his finished work and see God's abundant life flooding every dry, barren area of your life. Think about that. See, when you are a blessing to others, you will be blessed. I believe that in many different ways. If you're a blessing to others, you're going to be blessed. By coming into agreement with who you are and where you reside, which is in this kingdom, the kingdom of God here on earth, the overflow of his kingdom will flood your life and you're going to prosper. You're going to prosper in many areas of your life. Don't just think of it as a financial prosperity, although that's part of it. Think about it as prospering in every area of your life. Look what it says right here in, 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 third, in the third chapter, John 1, 2. It says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health. Man, that's pretty good, isn't it? So it talks about being in good health, which is what I think we all want, right? No one wakes up in the morning and says, man, I hope I just feel as bad as I did yesterday. <laughs> you wake up and say, I, I hope I feel good today. I, I pray that I feel better today if, if, you're, if you're struggling with something. And nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I hope when I check my bank account there's nothing in it and I'm destitute. Not one person would think that. You wake up and you check and like, hopefully there's a, a decimal point that's been moved over, right? And you're like, yeah, praise God. So be prosper and be in good health. What an amazing message. What a great truth and what a great insight into the heart of God who inspired this word. God wants to prosper us and hopefully be well, that's what he's saying. Not hopefully, but be well. And that prosperity happens in your soul. Think about that. You need to, you need to get it down in your soul. That's where the things start to work. And our born-again spirit, which I preach about all the time, is, is complete. It's just getting our soul, getting our mind, will, and emotions to line up with what the Word of God says about our, ourselves and what the Bible says about our situation and go from there. In my study this last couple weeks, I found at least, and there's more because depending on what uh, translation of the Bible use, 39 scriptures on prosperity, uh, a bunch on finances, 9 on provision, 12 on success, and many on giving. There's more messages about money in the Bible and finances than any other lesson in the Bible. Heaven, hell, you name it, the, it talks about wealth and prosperity. So what are you thankful for today? Are you thankful for your family and friends, which I talked about? Are you, are you thankful that your family and friends came to visit? Are you thankful that they've now left? <laughs> Come on, be honest. We love our families, right? But sometimes when they all move into the same quarters together, you know, this week, Cassie and I had the great opportunity to, to babysit five of our grandkids, 13 to one and a half, seven hours in a two-bedroom condo. It was awesome. <laughs> it was. 
It was just one of those days where I just sat, like a day before, and I just prayed and said, Father God, you've already given me the peace that passed all understanding. Multiply it. <laughs> it was one of the best times we ever had, but you know, it's not something I want to do every day, but I enjoyed the visits, kind of like how we do that when we have family come visit us, right? We're thankful for that. But it's, when they move on, we're like, whew, I'm thankful that's over sometimes. And that's okay. That's why we live with our own families in our own houses. You know, we don't live in a big commune somewhere because I, I, I think the, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so what are you thankful for? Here's, what, here's my question for you, and I'm going to challenge you today. Are you thankful for the ability to give? Think about that. Are you thankful for the ability to share what God has blessed you with right now? Are you thankful that you're going to be able to give to what God is getting to you right now? So are you thankful for the ability to give? It's thanksgiving, right? As Christians, we should be thankful and we should be giving. That's the way I look at it. See, lovers of Christ, if you're a lover of Jesus and he's been downloaded inside of you, you're a giver. You may not have experienced that yet, but you're a giver. We're not just takers. God will supply all our needs, he says. But that's not the only thing that we get. We don't just get. We get to give. So you must be born again is the first and most important thing in your life that you need to do. It says get born again. John 3, 3, right? It says to Nicodemus, you must, must be born again. I believe the second thing we need to do in our lives is further the kingdom of God, further the gospel. That's what we need to be doing. That's what Jesse's talking about. Get out there in an area where there's 100% or 99.9% non-Christians and spread the word of God. Now, you guys go to work out here every day, most of you. There's still a lot of people out there that live in outside of God's kingdom. So our job is to spread that word. Once we become born again, God's going to download in you, in your heart, a message, a ministry, and you get to share that message with the people of Mason City or North Iowa or wherever you live right now. See, whether you believe it or not, and this is, this is what I tell myself, whether you believe it or not, you're rich, God says. Whether you believe it or not, you're prosperous. You live in, the, in, in one of the, if not, the most wealthy, prosperous nation on earth. Think about it. When you're down on your luck and things aren't going good, you're still a zillion times more prosperous and wealthy than most of the people in the world. There's billions of people in the world right now that are struggling just to get to their next meal. If we go a day or two without eating, that's not good. I, I, I get that. But we're still one of the wealthiest, if not the wealthiest, countries in the world. See, I'm a huge believer in the abundance of the kingdom. I think you guys have heard me preach enough times about that. I believe in it. I live in, in not only the wealthiest country in the world, but I live in the most successful kingdom in the world, the kingdom of God. It's an abundant kingdom. It's full of great and mighty treasures. And I'm going to try to get every one of them so I can better my life and I can better other people's lives. That's what I want. I want God to download in me multiple of things and show me how to get different things in my life so I can pass them on to other people. It's not all about getting. It's about getting, giving. But if you don't get, you can't give. You can't give what you don't have. So I asked my grandson the other day, Dominic. He said he didn't do very good on his math test. I said, what's the only question you got right? He said he only got one right on his math test. It was a test that they, they took in math that they've never studied the math before. The teacher just gave him a test. Wanted to see where they're at. Wasn't, didn't count anything. And I said, which one did you get right? He goes, four times nothing's nothing. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. 
So I started quizzing them. But that's exactly right. If you don't have anything, you're not going to be able to give anything. That's my point. So we want to make sure that we're asking God to, to provide us with some things so that we can give them away. If you don't understand or you don't believe that, you will. Because who's going to get the wealth and the riches, the food, the water, the wells, the shelter, the clothes, into the hands of the world? It's going to be Christians and it's going to be Americans. We do most of the legwork. So I'm asking you, don't be shy in your believing. Be bold in your believing. I'm a huge believer in the abundance of the kingdom. Knowing Jesus is believing in the abundance message. And if you know Jesus and you know who you are in Christ, you'll want to give and you'll want to bless. You really will. You'll then be able to receive as well. It's going to be a heart change for you. It's going to be like, you know what? Where can I give next? I tell you what, when you get to that mindset where like, I'm helping out people, you're going to want to give to the next thing. The scripture in 1 Timothy 6.10 says this. It says, the love of money is the root of all evil. Does it not say that? How many people have heard that scripture? The love of money is the root of all evil. I think of the rich young ruler when I think of that scripture. Here's a guy who said, how do I get into your kingdom? And God says, get rid of that one thing that you love more than me. And he couldn't do it, right? He went away sad. He loved his money more than he loved God. See, when we love God more than we love our possessions, things like that, they won't mean as much to us and we'll be able to, to give away. My mom had a plaque hanging on our wall as we went up the stairs into her bedroom and it said, the lack of money is the root of all evil. It's true too, isn't it? What causes more problems in the world than poverty? Or lack? The lack of money is the root of all evil. If you're in lack, you're not going to be able to do as many things. So I, I think my mom's plaque and that scripture go hand in hand. You can't love money and only put your, put, your, put your life trying to get possession after possession after possession and just feed yourself. But you can't help other people if you're constantly in lack. The Holy Spirit here today, I believe, is download in you a new revelation of your abundance and your overflow. He will show you, if you're open to it, your giving potential. Think about that. We all have a giving potential here. And it's not to to get better stuff, it's to further the kingdom of God. If you're a Christian, you've made a commitment to put your trust and faith in God. You made a commitment to follow his ways. And one of those ways is giving to further the kingdom of God. You're saying to him, my life is your life, Father God. What do you want me to do with it? Show me what to do next. God wants to bless you and, he want, and allow you to give more to his kingdom. God is, is going to use you, think about this, God is going to use you right now, everyone in this place, and me, to further his kingdom. Who else is he going to use? We're the hands and the feet, right? He's going to use all of us to further his kingdom in many different ways. And I believe in Psalm 91 it says that we are in the secret place of the Most High. That's where we're at. That's where we dwell. The secret place of the Most High. And then when we are there, we, we thank God for working for us and we thank God for working through us as we rest in that secret place of the Most High. I always talk about uh, a pastor by the name of Mark Hankins, but his wife, Trina Hankins, she said this, and I have it on the, up on the, on the screen there. It says, God is on my side, for the blood has been applied, every need shall be supplied, and nothing shall be denied. So I enter into rest, and I know, I know that I am blessed. I have passed the test, and I will get God's best. What a simple thing. Simple. 
Just read it to yourself a couple times. It's talking about being in that Psalm 91, being in the secret place of the Most High, where you rest. You're not stressed. You're blessed. I'm going to bring on some rapture for you guys, but... That's the being in the secret place of the Most High. That's where we dwell as a Christian. That's where we have success. And I'll be honest with you, I, I like nice things. I get to go on a trip here in, to Mexico over Christmas to, to, to help uh, perform a wedding. I get to do that. I like nice clothes. I like to drive a nice car. I, I, Cassie and I like nice things. There's nothing wrong with being a Christian and, and liking nice things. But there's more to just getting nice things it's being to, having the ability to be able to give away as well. So it talks about, and, and the scripture talks about tithing and giving. And, and Jesus talks about in scripture about if you're not obedient with the least of things, how are you going to be obedient with the bigger things? And I really believe in my life, which turned my life around as a Christian, is knowing that not being a slave to money and that money and giving is the least of things. It's, it. it's right there. It's one of the first things. It's one of the first commands, I believe, that God asked us to do. And if you're in need of a financial breakthrough, I, I like to tell myself, if I'm in need of a financial breakthrough, I need to open up my fist and let something out. Because it's hard to receive when you have a clenched fist. You try to put something in my fist, it doesn't work. But when I open my fist up and I let something out, then I can receive. People want to give into your, your ministry. Everyone here has a ministry. I just think of the blankets that we sent to the Ukraine. One person had a, had a word from God, opened her hands, and God just fed her hands. It was so much she needed more hands, right? That's how God works. What's your need? Open your hand. Be a blessing, and someone's going to bless you in return. Malachi 3.10 says, bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income, it says in the Amplified, into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and prove me now by it, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing, that there shall be not room for you to receive it. Oh, I love that scripture. Give, he says. Give to the kingdom of God. Give where you're being fed and be part of my kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is full of riches and, and many great things. I believe that. But it's, it's also a, a giving kingdom where we get to give and help people out. I love the woman with two mites, the story in Luke 21.1 where it says, uh, this, and he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury, and he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put more in than all of you. For all of these, out of their abundance, which is in a different scripture says, different uh, translation says leftovers, because what they gave out of their leftovers also says out of their tiny part of their surplus. So these guys were just given what they had left over. But she put... It says she gave out of her poverty is what it says. She gave all in the NLT, it says. She put in her whole livelihood that she had. She gave. She gave from the heart, and she gave to further the kingdom of God. Luke 6.38 says this in the Amplified. Give, and gifts will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will they pour into the bosom? For with the measure you deal out, it says, it says with the measure you use when you confer benefits on others, it will be measured back to you. The message says this, the message version of 638 says, give away your life and you'll find life given back. But not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting is the way. And it finishes with this, generosity begets generosity. Just as we give seed into the ground, if you're a farmer here, right, 
You don't go out. We, we all know what farming's about in Iowa. Farmer goes out there in September and checks his crop, and he's like, where's my crop? Well, did you plant your seed? Oh, I didn't feel like doing it this year. God's going to provide. It's not going to work. We need to sow our seed into the ground, and the seed grows up, and we reap a harvest. I believe that with the word of God, too, in the kingdom. By being giving and blessing others, that you'll be blessed as well. So we have dentists in our church. We have coffee shop owners. We have farmers. We have pastors. We have contractors. We have builders, teachers, stay-at-home moms, doctors, grocers, students. You name it, we have it here. And God has for all of us a great harvest and a reward as kingdom believers and givers. He wants to use the people of Praise Community Church to be a blessing in this community. And when we are, and when you are a blessing in this community, people are going to say, I want what they have. How do they do that? I want part of that. That's what God's going to do for us. So be thankful for the ability to give because who's going to change the world? Like I said earlier, who's going to do it? You realize the people of Praise Community Church are going to change the world. And it's going to go out from there. It's going to be Christians. We're the ones, like I said, that supply most of the wealth to the world. This is a great time of the year for the Red Cross and all these different people where they're, they're trying to meet their goals. To be able to give to them. We have people every, every day almost in our church, maybe not every day, every week that come to our church looking for something. And the Red Cross is there. They help them out all the time. And uh, Sorry, the Salvation Army. My, my, my mistake, the Salvation Army. They're the ones, you know, when we give into that ministry, which we do here at Praise Me Church, we give into that ministry. And it helps people out. We give in to the people of Turkey. We give in to the people of the Ukraine. And then also, we give in to the local church and, and other churches. I know in this church in the past, we've helped support other local churches that have been starting, starting up. We feel that God has called other people in to, pray, to, to preach the word of God. We help support that. Our goal as Christians, and our goal at Praise Community Church, is to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right here in this building, and then it goes out. And it goes out. So be thankful for your ability to give. Be bold in giving and be ready to receive a huge blessing. So there's two types of people that the Bible talks about. There's sowers and there's eaters. Both awesome people. God loves every one of us. It says this in, in 2 Corinthians 9.10, and I'll read it in, 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 the, in the King James, and then I'll read it in the NLT. It says, Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed so on and increase the fruits of your righteousness. In the NLT it says, For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer, and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources, and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. I like that. I want a great harvest of generosity inside of me. It's in there. Sometimes. I want it in there all the time. I want to release it all the time, I should say. This verse says that God gives seed to the sower and bread to the eaters. These terms are being used metaphorically to talk about how God gives extra to people who are givers and supplies the basic need to the eaters. Eaters are those who are, and I'll read through this, eaters are those who are using their finances primarily for their own needs, which is good. You've got to meet your own needs. But there's more than just you and me. Sowers are those who are using their finances primarily to give to others. Sharing of your finances to further the kingdom of God. Those who desire more money so they can get more stuff are eaters. 
Those who desire more money so they can give more are sores. Of course, sores have to eat too, so as the money flows through, there's plenty for you, right? But those who are only seeking to have their needs met will only get their needs met. There's more than just you and me in the world. There's a whole world out there that needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. There's a lot of alls in there. And there's a lot of abundant, abundance in there. All and abundantly. I love that word. I love the word prosperity and I love the word abundantly. Because you know what? Sometimes in the Christian church or, or we, we just want to sweep that word under the, under the carpet. Oh, that's a ba- that, that just conjures up something else, the word prosperity. Really? I don't think so. I think it's trying to tell you what God's trying to tell you is that we should be the ones standing out in the community. We should be the ones that have the extra to give to further the, the, the missions of the world. That's who we are as Christians. We got something extra about us and in us. We got something huge in us. But the benefits of that provide extra things for people around us to spread the word of God. And God makes grace abound towards you so you may abound unto every good work. That's a radical thought. Prosperity is not for you. It's so you can bless others. Oh, I love that. I love to be in the the opportunity when I see people in our church who come into the church and say, here, I got something for this person. I got something for this mission. It just makes me feel so good. It does. And there's so many people at Praise Community Church that do that. Here, don't tell anybody, but here, give this to this person. Oh, man, if I got 10% of that every time, that'd be awesome. Because it's a lot. There's people that you would not believe in this church that will bless your socks off all the time. And they're happy. They come into church with a big smile on their face. Because they're, they're being a blessing. And they don't do it so that they get a pat on the back or anything like that. I always give them a pat on the back. It's like, that's a good job. I love that. But they do it out of their heart. God has blessed them that they can be a blessing to others. I love that about our church. Our church is one of the most generous giving churches that I know. And I know people that pastor other churches, and, and we talk about different things that they go through and stuff, and I'm like, Gee, we don't have that problem in our church. We have a huge church with a big heart and a big giving understanding. But I still think that there's more that we can do to further the, the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. We can do huge and mighty things. And when you pray and ask God, where do I need to give to? He's going to tell you. And when you do, it's going to change the world. Run out of time here, but that's okay. I'm going to skip ahead here, Carol, to somewhere. <laughs> Get your little mouse going back there. Let's go to slide 24. First Chronicles 29:12. Both riches and honor come from you. Doesn't say both poverty and lack come from you. It says riches and honor come from you. And you will rule over all. And in your hand is power and might. And it lies in your hand to make great, to strengthen everyone. The Lord says in in Psalm 34.10, Those who trust in him would not lack any good thing. There's that word, you're not going to lack. Deuteronomy 8.18 says this, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. There's that word wealth. 
that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers, as it is today. God is the one who gives us the power to get wealth. He gives us the power or ability to get wealth. Think about that. That's what our God does for us. Many Christians fall in the trap of measuring prosperity by the amount of things they have. But being prosperous is relying on, on God as your source. You say, God, I'm in your kingdom. I confess you as Lord. What do you want me to do next? I give it all to you. Point me in the right direction. He'll do that. Has anyone ever asked God that? You should be. You get up in the morning and say, what's next? You just don't run around with their heads cut off all day long, get home and go, oh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Every day. Where am I going today? Which way do I turn out of my driveway? Do I go left? Or do I go right today, God? What do you got for me? Who needs my help? Ask these things. I need to do a way better job at that sometimes. You know, and I know what, you're, I know what it's like to get up and have to get to the office and, and do these things and get your job done. And then get home, and I don't have any kids, but when you get home and you got maybe kids coming home from school, you're like, oh, okay, it's time for dinner, and now i got to get the kids to bed. And then, it, and then it's time to go to sleep. Somewhere during the day, we need to sit down for a few seconds, and then it'll turn into a few minutes, and it'll turn into an hour. Say, Father God, what do you got for me? Show me in your word what you got for me. And he will. I believe the first step to prosperity is recognizing that you're a steward of God's money. I've heard people use the word steward many different ways about, about being a Christian. I believe a steward is basically this, someone who handles money for someone else. That's, that might be my definition. So by being a steward of God's money, you're handling what he's provided you with. When you start from a position of stewardship, you say, all right, Father God, everything I have is yours. Where do you want me to dole it out to? He's going to take care of you. Especially when you start at the beginning with your paycheck and not wait to see what's at the end. When you start at the beginning and you take that first fruits out and you give to that, God's going to bless you on that. And that you'll have plenty of leftover at the end. I know what that's like. I was a guy that didn't know anything about the Bible, about tithing, about giving, about receiving, any of that stuff. I was just green. And I came in here, and I started learning and reading about these things and, and being taught about it. It's, it's, it's a biblical thing. It's a, it's a true testament of your worship to God when you can give back the first fruits of what he's given you. A lot of people don't like to come to church and hear money and prosperity thrown around. It just makes them uncomfortable. But it's the truth of the matter. God loves a cheerful giver. And I'm telling you right now, from my own personal experience, when we set aside that first fruit, that first 10%, and we give to the kingdom of God, he's going to bless your socks off. And you know what? You're going to further the kingdom of God. Jesse's going to come back next year when all of us in our church have given mightily to this church, and we give 10% of everything that we bring in goes to the mission fund. So when our mission fund just blows up because we got so much giving in our church, she's going to come back and our team is now 100 people. And we built a church. Wouldn't that be awesome? We could do that. And when we do it, people are going to say, where are you, where are you guys giving to? We're giving to Turkey. We're giving to Jesse Bond. We're giving, we're giving over into the Ukraine. All these different things. And it's just going to blow up. So I encourage you, just find out what the word of God says about you, what kingdom you live in, and what he says about tithing, giving, prosperity, receiving. You got to be a receiver to give too, right? How many people like to receive a gift? Seriously, only Jim? <laughs> Candy? We all do, right? We receive a gift. I love it. 
I'm telling you right now, Pastor Appreciation Week, I love it. We have such awesome people here. But when someone hands me a card and someone gave me a, this nice loaf of bread, it's like, was it not like, Jim came in to work the other day, he's like, is there any more of that bread around? <laughs> it's like, it's awesome. I love to receive a gift. I'm not going to lie. I'm not the type of person to say, no, no, I just can't. No, 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 no. I'm like, thank you so much. I appreciate the gift. Because I know with my wife and I, the way we've, we live is like, we like to give gifts. If I don't receive a gift, and it, and it doesn't help me out, I can't give a gift. That's how it works in the kingdom. You receive from God, and you give unto the kingdom of God. Stewards are, are, are ones who see themselves as accountable for what God has entrusted them to. Think about that. I'll keep going. If, you're under, if you understand financial stewardship properly, it will enable you to be a blessing to others. Oh, man, what a great thing. The real motive behind finances shouldn't be to get, it should be to give. We Christians need to prosper, not so we can have more, but so we can be a bigger blessing. I'll, I'll close with this here. The Lord told Abram that he would bless him and make him a blessing. It says that in, in, in Genesis 12 too. The thing is about Abraham, he couldn't give away what he didn't have. You can't give away what you don't have. Abraham couldn't be a blessing to others until he was blessed. Isn't that thing that God says, I'm going to make you a blessing, and then you'll be able to bless others? He, he took him outside and he said, look at the stars. That's your whole family tree up there. That's it. And there's a guy that says, I, I don't even have a kid. He made him a blessing so that he could be a blessing. And from the blessing of Abraham, look, you and I sit here today, descendants of that. And then you look at Elijah, who the Lord said, I'm going to find a, a widow woman to sustain you for three years. Think about that. So how does he do it? He goes to this woman, this, this, this woman, and it says in 1 Kings 17, and this will be the last scripture, Jason, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. It says in 1 Kings 17, 9. It says the Lord had commanded her to sustain Elijah. This wasn't about getting her needs met, although that did happen, correct, if you read the story. Uh, I just lost my spot there. Although that did, she was giving to help a man of God. She gave to further the kingdom of God, and in return, God took care of her. Go home and read 1 Kings 17. There's a woman that had, was down to her last, last. Like, the next day, her kid's dead. She's dead, because she's got nothing. And God says, I need you to feed this guy first. And she feeds this guy first. And for three years, the Lord sustained her. I had a lot of stuff in my sermon today I didn't get to, which I usually have a lot of stuff in my sermon, and I just machine gun them out at you guys. <laughs> but I tell you what, the thing is that I want to share with you, the last thing is we are blessed. And we can show by being a born-again believer at Praise Community Church, don't be afraid of money. Don't be scared to be blessed and have a massive overflow of prosperity to hit your house. God will use people. He'll use you and me to further his kingdom on earth, and he'll entrust us with his riches to do so. So be a tither. Give her your first fruits. Also be a giver. God will direct you to give to further his kingdom and bless people. And finally, be a receiver. Let God bless your socks off so you can be a huge blessing in return to someone else. Remember, it was Father God who was the first giver. He gave you life. Before that, he gave his son, Jesus Christ, 
and it was through his son Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection, his ascension into heaven, that we can come in and be part of this kingdom. So let's follow the footsteps of the greatest giver, Father God. And as you come up today, as we close uh, for communion, it's a reminder of what God has already given you. And it's with the confession in your mouth that Jesus is Lord and the belief in your heart that he's been raised from the dead, you are saved. That's born again. And when you do that, you come up and you have communion and you say, Father God, I thank you that you have more for me in the area of work, in the area of finances, in the area, any area that you're asking for. Everywhere you go is a ministry. Got teachers in this school, in this church. What a ministry to be a teacher today in this world and a man of God or a woman of God to go in and show the love of Christ. To be a missionary to the far corners of the earth. What a blessing that is that God has called someone from our community to go change a country that is 100% unbelief of, of Christianity almost. What a blessing. So I encourage you today, as you, as you look for a place to give extra this, this Christmas season, give to those charities in town that are, that are Jesus-based, that are Bible-based. Give to your local church, if you're not here, or if it is here, because our money here is going to go and further the kingdom of God elsewhere. Amen. Father God, we thank you and praise you for the opportunity to be a blessing. We thank you that you've given us such resources, not only to, to further the, the Praise Community Church, Father God, but also to further the ministry of Jesus Christ in North Iowa and in Iowa, the United States, and around the world. And Father, we thank you that we are blessed. We got your best. We will not be stressed as we go throughout this Christmas season, Father God. And as we look to you, you'll show us the answer not only to receive and take care of our needs, Father God, but also to receive and bless your kingdom and bless other people directly. And we just love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.